Hi, my name is Mary Zastro, and you're listening to Thank You 30. 30 minutes to showtime. Thank, Thank you, 30. I'm Adam Womack. And I'm Dave Hatfield. And you're listening to Thank You 30. Hey, thanks. Hey, Dave. Yes. Have you seen any shows recently? I... Did I? Yes. No. I mean, I saw the dress rehearsal of Matilda because I was in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and how was that? Uh, it was fun. It was good. It was a good time. It was great. And then uh, you guys opened on Saturday. Yes. I see we're lying to our audience. Yeah. I, I, no joke. That was one of the scariest techs I have ever been a part it, of. It has been. But tech can be scary, man. Yeah. All the pieces are falling into line. And sometimes things don't come together until the last day. The, well, last minute. Yeah. We had some opening night magic that got through the show Excellent. and and now it feels like we've hit our stride sunday was great so come see matilda uh it'll be great we're playing till um, uh december 8th december 8th and dave is doing the three weeks at in the middle in november yeah and i'm doing the last the week uh which is the first week of december that's or something right like that yep so it'll be cool it'll be very fun other than that, what is going on? What is going on? There's a whole bunch of stuff. Little Mermaid is open. Yep. Uh, Pippin's about to open at Caneo. Ooh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sorry, what's... Wrong Chimney at uh, yep. Ca- Camarillo. Camarillo. You also got uh, Lost in Yonkers is ready to go. In Santa Paula. In Santa Paula. So much going oh, hi. on. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Susicle. Oh, oh there hi. you go. Susicle. That's yeah, right. Yeah, for their holiday show. Yep, yep. I feel like we're missing one. Is there... Is there a theater we haven't mentioned? Uh, you know, it. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, me too. I oh the elite. Oh, theater. the elite theater. You're right. Maybe we shouldn't talk about the elite theater because our in studio guests today are <laughs> could probably fill a book on yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've got Michael Marcellisi, the uh, the interim. interim artistic director of the elite theater. Sure, that works. And. <laughs> We have Bill Wathel, Shakespeare extraordinaire, and I can't remember your official title. Role stealer? Is, isn't that what it is? No, no it's, award it's award stealer. stealer. Sorry, That's that was what it. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've actually come up with a, a firm title, but right now we're calling what used to be the South Stage the Et Cetera Stage. What a brilliant name. I wonder where we got that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so I would be the Et Cetera Stage coordinator. That works. Excellent. Cool. That's me. Just making it up on the fly, I see. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Keep it loosey-goosey. <laughs> That's how this next hour will be. Next. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, so we wanted to bring you in and talk a little bit about uh, next year at the Elite, the, the season. You guys gave us the exclusive scoop. Yes, thank you so much for that. That thank was you. awesome. We've been trying to get one of those for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not just from you, but from like every theater. We were we, we almost got one. one. Anyway. Yeah, so, get it. We're super excited to have you here. We wanted to discuss something that's probably a little. Uh, yeah, let's just grab the Awkward. hot poker out yeah. of the fire just and just start poking you with here. it. We we kind of wanted to talk about the events that transpired at um, uh, Merchant of Venice. Oh, I thought this was going to be about my dating life. Okay, all right, fine, sure. Uh, <laughs> we, for full disclosure, we reached out to Merchant of Venice, the the crew at. California Shakespeare Company, right? For comment because it's um, their production and, presented by the elite, right? And they did they did not get back to us. It was a, um, supposed to be a co-production, right? Yeah. Uh, so you guys closed early. Yes, we did. And from your official statement, uh, we heard that there was some less than savory things going on at the theater. 
Yes, uh, we had multiple actors walk from the production over the course of the production. Um, they have all submitted statements to me as to why they left. Each of them had valid reasons and valid concerns with the uh, behavior that happened during the course of the production. Unfortunately, because it was a co-production, our production team internally didn't quite know how to handle things. Uh, this was the last show of the previous artistic director season. It was handed over um, in a sense where we were kind of questioning how things were supposed to work because we're not used to doing co-productions like this um, in terms of, of book management, in terms of, of everything. And it it turned into a bit of a, a nightmare for us. Well, without going into gossip or anything sure, like yeah, that. We don't want that. Um, uh, the, the statement's out there. We encourage you guys to read it, uh, to talk to any of the actors you may know that were involved in it. We're not here to speculate or or drag anything up. Um, I can just say from from what I've seen and heard and know about the events um, and and just the support I've seen online, many people are applauding you for, for the steps you guys took. Um, so it, Right, because there's, there's talk of a lot of the kinds of things that we hear about what was going on happening elsewhere at other theaters and other companies, and sometimes people don't know how to say something or don't know how to act or don't know how to take action and so the fact that you guys did is what's causing that applause and causing that praise sure most people would just kind of suck it up get through right. the run let exactly. the toxic behavior continue and it will happen at the next place yeah i i think part of part of our responsibility as as leadership at a theater is to set a precedent for the behavior we want to see from our coworkers. And excellent i think that in in what happened and the the way that it was handled is, is how any theater should handle it is to say that this behavior is unacceptable. We won't allow it in our house and that we have to protect our people because the reality is, is that bill myself, everyone who sets foot in the elite to put up a show puts in hours and hours and hours of work, blood, sweat, and tears, and they do it all for free. That's right. No one at the elite makes a dime on anything, which is part of our joke. Um, <laughs> uh, but Realistically, it's you can't you can't abuse people and then say, but come in and work, you know, an extra how many hours a week on a show? Thirty-five for yeah. a show. I, I did the math easily. It's about thirty-five. Yeah. It's a second full-time job. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. not only that, it's it's not just asking people, hey, come in and work on this show, put in your extra hours and all that. Then you're already doing. It's it's also the theater's reputation, and it's also mm -hmm. I. I don't want to go audition at the Elite Theater because I've heard that this kind of behavior happens there. Absolutely. And so you guys and, are taking steps. You know, and there's there's no opportune time for an incident like this to happen. But saying that, it was a fairly opportune time because Mike had already drafted a policy statement about the kind of behaviors we want and the kind of inclusion that we want at the theater. Okay. That's and based so, on the Chicago, not in my house. Not in our house. Yeah. Yes. You know, and so when this was all happening, it was kind of like, well, this gives us the perfect venue to release that policy and to let our community know that we're in their corner. Okay. So. Yeah, no. Um, we've talked offline with a couple other people from other theaters, and we've heard all sorts of drama 
and stuff about some really sketchy, some really shocking, and dangerous people yeah. who were allowed to just finish out the run and then disappear. We'll never work with them again. So to see you guys stand up and say no, we wanted to stop now. Um, you know, the well, people are applauding you. And I, and I think any theater should should follow suit on that. I mean, there's a reason the entire community theater in Chicago came together and said, no, enough, we're done. And I got to say, it was it was a little disturbing how nervous the performers that were comfortable enough to say, I can't do this anymore. I have to walk for my own personal health and safety were suddenly intimidated at the thought of coming forward and giving me a written statement and saying wow. this because they didn't want it to hurt their 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 career their opportunities right. moving forward and i i had to reassure everyone look i'm i'm redacting your names i'm i'm not publishing this this is for my internal records only sure. i want to make sure that we document everything that went wrong here because moving forward we're going to do the damn best we can to make sure that if you come into our house to work you feel comfortable, you feel safe because getting up on stage requires that vulnerability. Yeah. It requires that you are willing to take risks and make cha- and, and make choices. And how comfortable are you going to do or how comfortable are you going to be on stage if you've got to worry about your, your, your own safety? Yeah, X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. Well, enough about that. <laughs> I, I did want to touch on it, but that's not why we called you here. That's, that's not our focus. Um, we wanted to talk about next year's season. Yeah, Woo. because you guys are doing, and, uh, you you guys are doing some really exciting shows that we haven't seen out here, including one that uh, we talked to Brian Robert Harris about, but I don't think it made the cut of the episode. Uh, I don't remember. We were talking about dream plays, and he mentioned a couple shows, and then uh-huh. after we cut after we cut it off, uh, we mentioned a show that that I'll have you talk about. So he was very excited when the announcement came out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's let's well, start with the main when stage. We get to it. When yeah, we let's get start to with it. the main yeah, stage. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that one today. Main stage right is boring. <laughs> potatoes. We can no. Oh yeah, that thir- no. that third show is really boring. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one I'm afraid of? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's let's talk about let's talk about your 2020 season. Okay. Uh, well, our our 2020 season. Would you would you like me to list it for our, you? Our main stage shows. Give us the the sure. rundown real quick. Sure. We're going to open our 2020 season with Wit by Margaret Edison. It's going to be directed by Christine Adams. That's going to open February 21st and run to March 22nd. Then we have Picasso at the Lapina Gilles by Steve Martin, directed by Christopher Rubin. The Steve Martin. The Christopher Rubin. And and yes. yeah, and the Christopher Rubin <laughs> yes. friend of the show. Uh, that opens. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh yeah, happy oh, birthday, yeah. Chris. Uh, happy birthday. That opens April 17th and runs to May 17th. Uh, our next show in, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this one. It's it's popular. Uh, it's called Hedwig and the Angry Inch. It's booked by <laughs> John Cameron Mitchell, music by Stephen Trent. No? No, never oh. heard of it. Uh, <laughs> well, there's this, I, I, I found this weird guy in an alley somewhere named Adam Womack and he's going to come in and direct it. Oh, wow. That's the perfect kind of person to direct Hedwig and the Angry Inch, what by the way. Odds. A person that you find in an alley. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or in and a dive bar. Whatever works, man. <laughs> whatever works. Uh, that's going to open June 19th and run to July 19th. Um, wow. Then we've got She Kills Monsters by I, I will mispronounce this. Um, look it up. Go look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... Q Nguyen, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm hoping I didn't Nguyen? mispronounce it. Nguyen. Nguyen. Yeah. Nguyen. Uh, this is going to be directed by Hannah Quinn, and that will run August 21st through September 20th. Uh, then 
what's that next one, Bill? Is, is it you want to talk a little bit about it since you're here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a year from now, we will be doing uh, Shakespeare's The Comedy of Errors. Wow. Uh, but unlike, you know, a lot of productions that try to, you know, do quote unquote traditional Shakespeare, we're going to shake things up just a little bit. Uh, the play is going to be set modern day in a border town in Texas. Oh, cool. We're going to wow. call it Ephesus, Texas. Don't F with Ephesus. Oh, wow. Um, we're going to set it on Dia de los Muertos. Oh, my gosh. Which will help us get away with not one, but two sets of identical twins. Um, I'm hoping to get... <laughs> oh, with face paint and stuff like that. Exactly. Nice. Oh, wow. Exactly. And then uh, I'm hoping to get the local high schools to uh, put together a, um, a small roving mariachi band. And depending upon my actor's comfort level, if they're comfortable with it, I would love some of the interplay between the merchants to be in Spanish. I'm super excited. Wow. About that. That's amazing. Yeah. Very so, cool. And what I, dates does that run? Uh, does it happen to fall? Well, you know, it's funny. Fall on November 1st? Not only that, but... Fall. Oh, stop Get it. it. Stop it. You said- Get I'm leaving. <laughs> but not just that. It's also going to be, you know... Election day. So, you know, if you, if you want to comment about the wall, this may be the show to do it on. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. That's, that's fun. I, I saw at Cow Shakes, um, I saw a Quixote Nouveau, and it was an original musical that was basically Man of La Mancha in a Texas border town. And instead of windmills, it was, it was like oil, border drones. Oh, and nice. uh, there was a big wall. Instead of a horse, he was riding uh, one of those street art bicycles, you Whoa. know, that were all chromed out. And it has like a horse skull on Hell it. Oh, yes. It was just it was really cool. And he was he was a, a professor of literature who read a lot and went and went crazy. And oh, I well, it's, it. it's about dementia and stuff like sure. that. But it was performed uh quixote was and now i can't remember his name but he was the guy we all grew up watching on uh sesame street the um uh, edward james Olmos. i i don't know i don't think that no the the old guy i think his name was like oscar or, okay. or something like that anyway it was it was phenomenal and i loved that take on it yeah so i can't wait to see a dia de los muertos version that of shakespeare really cool. that's gonna be awesome about 10 years ago i was lucky enough to see the taming of the shrew that independent shakespeare company did free down in griffith park mm. and all of petruchio's servants spoke in spanish and so you had this whole idea of the class system uh-huh. and yet the the phrasings that they were using were common enough so that even the English-speaking audience was getting the jokes. Oh wow! So that nice. would be that would be our goal as well. That's, that happens that's, in Matilda. Yeah, there's a whole scene in Russian yep. where they argue, but you get the joke. Yeah, you right. get it. If if your actors understand the language they're talking, exactly, which yep. of course uh, is is imperative. If they understand the language they're talking, they know how to how to deliver hit it. those yep. punches. And that's hilarious. I'm, I'm excited. Well, I have a question. Tell me about she kills monsters. If if you don't mind, just real quick, it's totally up your alley. So, was I? Am I right in assuming that the author the book the book is by a person of color? Yes, uh, it's a Vietnamese author. And is it a male or female? I believe it's female. Is it female? I thought pretty sure. That's the name sounded feminine. So I apologize if I'm assuming anything and offending anybody. But so you have a a play 
by a female woman of color. That's awesome. That never happens. But I mean, right? It it it's if it happens, it's rare. It's very rare. Beacon Theater actually did one, uh, Blue Orange. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Who uh, God of Vengeance? Right, same author who did God of Vengeance. I believe so. Yeah. So um, it does happen out here, but right. it is it's it is pretty rare. rare. And 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 it is male. Yeah, he is male. Oh, male. Okay. okay. So thank you. Still, it you know mm-hmm. we we've we've talked on the show about having to to have those opportunities where you get a, another minority voice into you know this theater community and it's about dungeons and dragons yeah. see so okay now i have to know more mike 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 hi how you doing mike. uh so feed me mike okay so yes it, it is uh it it is not about... like not like kimberly akimbo's about dungeons and dragons right no it's um which is cool in itself but it's it's more about the relationship between two sisters and and getting to know someone uh, when they're no longer here. Um, it's a really it'll just, hit you right in the. Is fields. this is this yeah. gonna make me cry, Mike? Uh, yes. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I I read it and I was like, oof, that that's that hit me right in the stomach. And then <sighs> I saw, I watched a, a production of it and I was just like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I need a minute. And a half. Oh, Wait, wow. well, in fairness, isn't Wit a pretty heavy show? It's about cancer and Wit's a very heavy show, but oh. Wit is uh, a heavy show with some serious elements of, of comedy in it. Sure, Emma Thompson did the movie. Right. If yes. I'm not mistaken. Love her. I and, and I and I think even though it is heavy, the way I read the ending, it's it's triumphant yes. as well. Yeah. So it, it it's not like you're going to want to walk out of the theater and, you know, skip your car and just walk across Channel <laughs> Islands Boulevard oh, hoping no. to get hit, you know. Oops, yeah. Wow, that one. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. You know, you can walk right out into the water from our front door. You don't have to go through all the drama of <laughs> hey, getting hit by a car. That is I can't swim. It's probably, I'm afraid really, of water. Hey, okay. I'm not going to go that direction. I'll, I'll get hit by a car. I'm not oh going to I'm not water. afraid of getting hit by a car, but getting hit getting drowned, oh yeah. And then okay. uh, Hedwig, uh, for those who don't well, know. Adam, you just want to talk about Hedwig. No, I really don't. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, what's rare about it is it's a musical at the Elite, which right. only happens once every three with or a, four years. With a band. God willing. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that'll be fun. It's a little avant-garde for the, for the Elite, but hopefully it'll bring out some, uh, some new faces. Yeah, I, I think that's most of our season is looking at bringing in uh, new new talent and bringing in new new faces, you know, from our community. We're we're looking at. I'm I'm gonna bleed into your territory a bit here, but we've been for several months now pushing community open mic nights. We, we've been trying mm-hmm. to pull in yep. members from our community. We did an improv class, which is where we met uh, one of our directors, Sarah Lottenville, who is. Absolutely amazing. She's an Oxnard resident. Uh, if you go to buy tickets, we want to know if you're an Oxnard resident. We are trying to focus on reaching our community and and truly stepping forward as a as a community theater. Um, we're we're looking at bringing in different types of events. We've got our storyteller event coming up in January. Before, before we talk about other events, yeah. I, I want to finish up your season. With, That's a good idea. With one more play, <laughs> I don't want to shortchange it. Technically, two. Well, let's uh, talk about Picasso. What's that? <laughs> uh, that is a, a a tale of great minds meeting in a bar, uh, discussing art 
and theoretical physics and music. But and it's a comedy. Oh, yes. well, it's by Steve yes. Martin. Of course it's a comedy. Well, <laughs> Shop Girl was by Steve Martin, and I wouldn't necessarily consider that a comedy. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but we, we don't want you to, guys to think it's just... It, it's just heavy piece after heavy piece mm-hmm. after heavy piece no, that culminates in comedy of errors, <laughs> which so would I, be an interesting the, tactic. The season, <laughs> the the idea for the season, I guess, if we if we had to give the season a theme, my concept for it was escape, uh, because mm. it is an the election Pina year. Colada song? No, oh no, not sorry. about booze. Uh, escaping from the election year, I I think that yeah. there is a moment where we all hit the. Really, I can't handle one more news cycle. I just yeah. need a friggin' laugh, and I need a break. Yeah. And each show in our, our deck has moments that you will laugh. Uh, yeah, you might cry. You might, you might you know, feel something, but you will but definitely laugh yeah. at one point or another. And I, and I think that concept of feeling something is what's important here. That That's the escape. Right. When you can turn off your brain from the stupid news cycle, as you said and just feel something that only a live performance can give you. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah. And and there's kind of this feeling of catharsis I'm I'm getting from this of going in and having your laughs and having your dramatic moments and then feeling something whether it's heavy and you feel like crying, that's still healthy and that's still really good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you have one more show on the main stage? We do. We do. We have uh, it's a twofer. We've got a one act called A Pair of Lunatics by W.R. Walks, and it's directed by Sarah Lottenville. And then the second act, uh, which is going to be another one act show, is going to be selected by our conservatory program. Uh, we have Angela DiCicco coming in as our educational director. She will work with students on the entire process of of what it takes to run a theater. Uh, uh, there are portions of the program that are focused entirely on acting, on auditioning. Uh, the students are going to have to select a one-act show, pitch it to me and to Bill. Uh, we will then select something, and they are going to have to put it up as part wow. of the. Yeah, so it's it's nice. a huge like undertaking. That. That's and, incredible. But it's an opportunity for people who go to a theater, see it, and go, "Oh, that's cool! I want to do that." To then come in and say, "Okay, you get to do the whole meat and potatoes, man, from start to finish. Right. You oh, learn wow. as much as we can give you. You can work on shows." You can work as a you know work behind the scenes as a tech. You can audition, find whatever. But at the end of the year, you've got a show to put up. Wow! And where do these students come from? They'll be coming from the the local area. Okay. Uh, the high schools in the southern portion of Oxnard and Wainimi have either uh, abandoned or haven't had for a while drama programs. Oh wow! Uh, in fact, one of one of our best alumni so far, Genesis Perez. She basically ran Channel Island High School's drama club Jeez. because they didn't have a class. And so they did their final show on the Etcetera stage back in June. I'm sorry. Are you, are you talking about Poet Laureate Genesis Perez? Yes, 2019 Ventura County Poet, right. Poet Laureate Hi, Genesis. Genesis Perez. <laughs> She's amazing. I got to see her read some poetry, and she delivers such powerful pieces. And, wow. Uh, She's awesome. And and what's great about her delivery, if we're going to make this the Genesis show. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I, I went to see her her at the Oxnard Union High School District Poetry Slam at the end of the school year. And she was the only performer who knew how to use volume, projection, and a microphone. So, like, she would back away from it when she got loud, and then she'd get right up to it when she whispered. She got and, a mic technique. Yeah. Exactly. Unlike and, me. 
I'm sorry, what? And, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that you learn from doing. Yeah, experience. And that's, that's the kind of experience we want to offer the students in our area. That sounds super exciting. You, I, I wish I would have, like, had that when I was younger. I, I had a drama class in high school. I had a drama I mean, class, but we didn't, like, put up our own shows or we did what the teacher told us. Well, that that was one of the things that I did when I was teaching high school English mm-hmm. and drama was I, I was lucky enough to actually teach a Shakespeare class. But our final was we put on a show and the kids would direct it. The kids would cast it. They would cut their own scripts. Those who didn't want to be on stage ran lights or ran the house. Wow. And we used the proceeds to then buy the texts for the next semester's modern lit class outstanding and that's so, awesome yeah we we had a good time and and those were the single most rewarding experiences for me as a teacher oh, i bet and i know that it made an effect for those kids and that's what we want to do at the elite as well outstanding well uh more more praise to you that's holy cow we should talk about the uh, the et cetera stage. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, the et cetera <laughs> the stage. Brilliantly named et cetera stage. I yeah, think yeah. we may have to actually like put your name under it. You, you know, could, as named by absolutely. Adam um, in May, uh, in between the Picasso at the Lapina Gilles and Hedwig and the Angry Inch on the et cetera stage, we will have Stephen Dietz's God's Country. I love Stephen Dietz. This, okay, Dave is a complete <sighs> nerd for Stephen. I Deeds. love Stephen Deeds, and it's I know brilliant. we we talked about this show. Um, yeah, with with Brian. With Brian after and he and he nerded out on Facebook. Yeah, after he was talking yeah. about um, he was talking about the perfect season and how it's the perfect season to put on the perfect season because of the 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 climate, the, the current climate. climate, and God's country is the exact same thing. Absolutely. So tell us wow. a little bit about God's Country for those who don't know. Uh, God's Country is an unusual play. I, I would call it a docudrama. Mm-hmm. Uh, easily 90% of it is taken either from court transcripts or actual interviews. So and it's right up Stephen Dietz's alley, man. Absolutely. Jeez. And basically what it does is it covers the early to mid-80s uh, most successful organized crime spree in America, which was done by a right-wing white supremacist paramilitary group. And they were basically knocking off armored trucks. And they were assassinating radio personalities. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to get to the point of starting a race war. And this piece is just incredible. And I can't wait for us to to put it on stage. It's it's very uh, different in that... You don't have necessarily characters. You have 11 actors who all play multiple characters. Sure. But it is a... Um, kind of like, um, what is it, Bang Bang Your Dad or something like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, this is the one that I've been dying to do for a while. And I knew that no theater would let me ever if they had any right mind. But now you have two wrong minds. <laughs> Running oh, a theater, <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> and so you know you get things like God's Country and sure. Hedwig. And <laughs> well, I, I, I'm I know say, it is a really so out there season. We never see stuff like this in it's, this country. It's county. a very brave season. Yeah, and and I hope I hope audiences realize that and encourage it so that other theaters will not shy away from great pieces. So you guys, I, I don't know if I've shared this with anyone. You guys sort of get a little bit of credit mm-hmm. for how far out on the limb I stepped. 
Oh my gosh! Uh, your episode with with your interview with Brian Robert Harris when he, when he said people should be walking out at intermission, I was like, okay, I really don't want to do that because I don't want to have to refund tickets. <laughs> but man, I I, I want to see something that I'm not going to see at another theater because okay. I can tell you, I, I I just closed a show on Saturday and and the the theater's announcing their upcoming season and I'm like, see me's doing that. High Street's doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's and it's not a dig against any of them because these theaters all bring in a ton of money and they're doing great. And sure. I'm really happy for them. Well, we've discussed it before. We'll see we'll see three or four iterations of Mamma Mia because the rights become available and everybody wants to do it. Exactly. exactly. And and not to make this a thank you thirty greatest hits package, <laughs> oh, but there was there was another episode where you guys were talking about season announcements and what yeah. your dream season yeah, would be. Yeah, we predicted <laughs> what yeah, we want to yeah, see. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and so listen to that we know that there is i don't know how large a hunger but there is a hunger for <laughs> steven deets stuff, oh, that, <laughs> stuff that's a little bit more out of the ordinary sure yes, say. i agree you know and and we I, got a lot of good uh feedback on facebook about that too. absolutely we would we were like toxic avenger knowing that no one in their yeah. right mind would ever do it right minds and our then, friend's theater company did that then, oh wow and then honestly i i think it was eric, eric umali. umali well because we wanted him to direct it remember yeah he commented <laughs> like no joke we talked about some of those plays that you mentioned no matter how kooky they are you know so um I think it's uh, God. I hope I don't get it wrong, Lennon. I'm sorry. I think it's Boomstick Theater Company did Toxic Avenger uh, this year. Wow. Nice. Yeah, so we predicted it, just not at the right place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then there's like Out of the Box up in Santa Barbara, who's who's putting up uh, American, American Psycho, Psycho starts soon. this weekend. Yeah. And that's no, not this weekend. Uh, next, next weekend. weekend. Um, and that's amazing. Like uh, it's. American Psycho. Well, they and, do American Psycho. And they They've did Carrie. They did They've Bloody Bloody Carrie. Alexander Hamilton. I mean, holy cow. That's that's the kind of stuff that you never see in this camp. Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson, sorry. Yes, you're Alexander correct. Hamilton Alexander Hamilton is the other <laughs> that's a presidential play. That's a genre of music altogether. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, now, that's that's a mashup I want to see. <laughs> um, and then later in the fall between uh she kills monsters and the comedy of errors we will have ella Mossenary, which is by lee blessing and that will be directed by aileen uh, marie scott nice my spanish is a little rusty it means the no it's an english word believe it or not i was gonna say you kind of have it, to slow down to yeah, say it ella Mossenary. <laughs> Oh, it's not like the no, no it's monastery not or something like that. Monastery, no, okay. it's El Monastery. It's one word, and okay, uh, so it's... my English is a little rusty. <laughs> <laughs> the one of the main characters is a spelling bee person. So this is the uh, this, this is, is your, the word. This is your deal, Adam. Is it, is it William Morris Barfay? <laughs> not Barfay. No, no. This is a, a charming young lady instead. Oh, okay, uh, but she wins the spelling bee All with that Bistrovsky? word. um and the word itself has to do with charitable acts alms that sort of thing when is that going up it is going up uh september and october of next year dang it is a three-woman show perfect for a black box presentation wow when when i was going over plays to put on that side this was one that i just looked at and went wow this is perfect I, I, it's just uh, the reason I said "dang" is the the actual script spelling bee falls usually around June, July, so uh, I, I was just like hoping it'd be right in that pocket. <laughs> but I guess you're doing Hedwig at that time, so yes. 
Uh, we'll do Hedwig. It's I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, God willing. Yeah. So you, both of you have now said that uh, about Hedwig is oh, God willing. It's, is it's are you guys? It's an undertaking. And yeah. I said God willing about getting a band. Right. Um. That's, and then, <laughs> well, I, I'm looking at it from from the standpoint of I need to raise a lot of money this year for for this season. We. Yeah. We're challenging everybody, and I, I really look at it as passion projects. I want people to come in and, and work their heart out for a love of what they're doing, and I want to be able to provide for them the resources to do the best to their ability. And mm-hmm. I know that we're going to have to pay for some stuff, and God willing, we are open and, and ready to rock on it. Cause do we need to start another hashtag? I mean, we did the, the whole... Keep Skyway flying. Well, they started thing. that. We no, have no, no, no. I mean, We carried we picked it. up the banner yeah. a little bit. And... Well, we have hashtag Save the Elite. Uh, All right. right. And it's, I mean, uh, my... How is that going? Well, I, I use it. <laughs> well, the whole... Uh, I know, I know so Christopher Rubin, that question, for his mm-hmm. birthday, he was asking for donations on, on Facebook. Yep, and, I that. and so I, I, I think it's super cool that you have a community of people who are starting this grassroots movement to save this theater that's been around for... So, so long, years. 30 years, yeah. My my big push is, is transparency in what we do. And so I if I overshare, I apologize. That's more to Bill than you guys. Um, <laughs> so back in in August, we, we were broke. We, we were looking at our bank balance going, oh, crap, what are we going to do? We've got a show to put up, and we're not going to be able to afford to do the show. And, and to have to close midway through a run wasn't an option. So we had an emergency meeting and, and of the board, and we made some really tight decisions and said, you know what, we're buttoning down the hatches. We're going to find a way to make this work. And as soon as we did that, we then followed it up by putting out a call saying, hey, uh, you're our, our core audience, everybody that, that hears this. We're struggling. We're financially stretched. We need your help or we are closing. And God bless everybody that has turned around and donated because, man, it is the only reason we're open right now. And it has been a fight. Every day it is, is, is hand over fist just going out and, and saying to somebody, even people in this room, hey, uh, you got any money you can give to my theater, please? Pretty please. So that's it. I mean, I, we've, we've got a ton of work to do to keep the theater going and to sort of bring in funds. And, and what a humbling process, too. It's definitely put some things in perspective. Um, I feel it's a lot like running a theater is a lot like I feel like being a teacher because there's a lot of stuff that you start paying for out of pocket going. It's fine. I don't mind. It's a donation to the theater. And then I'm pretty sure by the end of the year, I'm going to go, okay, so I bought a theater um, (laughs) and I've got some tax write offs. Uh, But it's the work that we're doing in terms of what we do for our community is so important in terms of giving kids a place to come in and get up on a stage for five bucks at an open mic to get up there and to be able to put up any kind of work you want. We've had poets, magicians, songwriters, uh, comics. I mean, we really get a a serious, like good grab of different monologues. We've had Shakespearean. We've had more than monologues. We've had (laughs) scenes. Scenes. Yeah. That's so cool. We we really do throw it all up there. I mean, and, and not only giving these people, both students and adults, a chance to express their their artistic talents but mike has also put together for me one one of the the best initiatives which is that on the opening saturday of any run during our shows 
actually I, I kind of, now that I'm artistic director, I kind of took the reins and, and ran with that. So Good, then talk about it. All right. Uh, we have an arts are for everyone program. Uh, and the arts are for everyone program is, is super That's easy. That's why I mentioned it. You come to our, you go to our website, you fill out a really simple form that just asks for your basic contact information. So we can send you a ticket and your zip code. And we will make sure that if you can't afford to see a show at the elite, you can see a show at the elite. Are a theater that is based in a community that has some people that just can't afford to come see a show wow. and to have them not have that experience mm. is unfair. And yeah, we've got... I just got really emotional. Sorry. That well, whoa. Just you know, we, you know, like I said, the the high schools at our end of town have you know, abandoned their not. duty of teaching yeah. dramatic arts to these students. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I can't imagine. you've got these entire populations of high schools that have never seen a live performance. Wow. And we know how powerful that is. There is nothing like being in front of a live performance and knowing that the energy that you are expending as an audience is going to filter back to you through those actors. Yeah. Imagine 20, 30, 40 high school students and their first experience is Hedwig. <laughs> I would love that. You you oh. you will see I'm not looking forward to those parent phone calls. <laughs> no, 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 no. no the, the the phone calls that I want to get are the ones from the school administrators going, "What the heck did you do to these kids? They're now demanding a drama class and we can say, "Good, provide it for them." Yeah. Wow. You know? Absolutely. Outstanding. Who's directing the Spelling Bee one? Um Aileen Marie, Marie Scott. Scott. Yes, and um, it's a beautiful play. She just posted the artwork on Facebook. I saw it. It looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Is there anything else we need to cover? I mean, oh, I know. Uh, so everybody listening right now who's like, hey, I really want to support the elite. First of all, go audition. Well, yes. First of all, go audition Can for these shows. Can they say something right now? Is there anything going up or yes. anything up? Uh, well, First, I want to touch on Go Audition. Uh, one of the things that I, I also have implemented at the Elite is where we are legally allowed to, meaning where we don't have a contract uh, stating that a character has to be either a specific gender or specific ethnicity, we are gender blind and colorblind casting our mm-hmm. season. That is that is something that I... We literally had a board meeting where somebody said, so-and-so won't come audition at a show because they're not white. And, and that was like... I'd, shot right through my gut and i was like oh hell no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna volunteer my time and energy at a theater that's gonna tell someone no you're not what we want because of the color of your skin fuck that like you want to come in and we'll believe it yeah well uh, fine you can choose to believe that that's your call but no i i think that like the audience doesn't know what he just said yeah uh, <laughs> yeah but the, the hosting site makes i know oh, no 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 i mean oh, really it, it, it'll be okay Sorry, no more. I will, I no will more. curtail my language. <laughs> Sorry. Stop oversharing. Uh, uh, no, I... <laughs> but the passion is there. Yeah, and absolutely. I, and I understand that. I definitely want to say, like, if, if you've never auditioned for a show, come out and audition at the Elite. If you've never gotten up on stage, we've got an open mic night coming up. Come out and come out to the Elite. Come out and, and do that. I'll get out of your way now, Bill. And, and, and if you want to do anything else, if, if you like to paint and you think you can paint sets... Come out to the elite. If if design if you, costumes and so Absolutely. come out to the elite. You yeah. want to learn sound equipment? Come out to the elite. You want to learn lighting? Yeah, there's there's so much stuff going on in the theater, and and Dave and I talked about it in an unreleased episode. Just 
how much stuff needs oh, to get geez. done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's, crazy. It's, it's insane. Um, so there, there is definitely something for your talents out there. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're got... really good at rolling dice, go audition for She Kills Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please. They need all the help they can get. Those, those nat 20s. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go see a show at the Elite right now, we have Beacon Theater Company with Walter Cronkite. His dad is coming up. I believe they open this coming Friday. Um, I, I apologize if I'm By wrong. By the time you're listening to this, it will be open. It'll be open. Be open. Uh, next month, we have Teatro de las Americas coming in with Too Many Tamales. They're running the f- first two weekends of December. Okay. And their shows are entirely in Spanish. I think this show is, is bilingual. Bilingual, yeah. Okay. Um, but but they have English super titles. Right. Yes. Uh, earlier this year, they did a play called Burandanga, which was all in Spanish, but they had the English super titles. It was the funniest community theater show that I had seen in years. Wow. Awesome. I, I, I laughed my butt off, and I yeah. my Spanish is horrible, and I still was sitting there going... Oh my God! This is and, and what's great with that is that you, from from barely glancing at the the super text and and the emotion and everything that these actors are putting into their performances, you know exactly what's happening. Nice. And even down to some of the pauses and everything, you know exactly what that guy said, even though you may have no clue as to what he actually said. Um, mm. it, it's it's a great show, and and I'm excited for them. In January, we have our storyteller event, which was completely inspired uh, during an open mic night. That was uh, Doug Friedlander has come out consistently and told stories that are open mics. He came out for October open mic, told a story, and I just thought, you know what? Let's give this guy you know, a night where he can focus entirely on him and, and do a show, and it's turned into a series. We are going to have Genesis Perez, Ventura County 2019 Poet Laureate, come in and do a show <laughs> called The Poet. We've got... Wow. Andy Maddock has agreed to come Woo! in and do a All storyteller right. night for just Andy Maddock. Oh, wow. And I could listen to Andy Maddock talk for three hours. Probably. Well, it, yeah. it won't be that long because I, I don't think Andy Maddock wants to talk for three <laughs> sure. hours. But Andy Maddock, if you do, uh, let me know. Andy Maddock, he'll talk for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a friend of mine named Don Mike is going gonna, is gonna to do one in June or July, depending on our availability with Hedwig. What a Hedwig. name, though. Yeah, Don's pretty cool. Uh, Don Mike. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... We we've got a lot going on, and that's insane. We're a very that's good for you. Busy theater, great. It's see, guys. I I I think not enough people know this, but some of these theaters, like the Elite um, and High Street, yeah. have so much going on when it's not showtime. Yeah, it, when it's not the official five five show main stage season. There's so much going on in these community theaters, and I really love that you guys have embraced it. You guys want to yeah. be this hub for the creative people in the in the community that, that's, in an area where that's not as readily available absolutely too. absolutely I, th- I think that's that's the community portion of community theater and that's what we need to get back to more than anything else that and the fact that you know when the theater is empty it's not generating any money right. and therefore we can't keep the doors open so there's I, ulterior motives is what you're saying absolutely <laughs> I think that we're in a place as a theater company, because we are strapped for cash, because we are a smaller company, we have a lot of opportunity to sort of break the rules, look in different directions and try new things. Because at the end of the day, if we throw everything at the wall and nothing sticks and we have to close, we were facing in that direction anyway. So I have no problem driving full force forward on on the setting we've picked. I, we went and Adam and I went and saw a 
the Roadhouse show at Fractured Actors. Yep. And I was blown away because it wasn't traditional theater. Mm-hmm. They definitely stepped outside the bounds. And I think when you look at the concept of community theater, what brings in different generations of, of audience members, you have to start to look outside of those boxes because our generation, millennials, Generation Z, we have this disruption mindset and we have to start to apply that to this industry to look outside the box of what is good theater, what is going to work, because what captures an audience at the elite two seasons ago is not going to capture the same audience this year. And it's it's going to be different and, and yeah. we have to evolve and we have to grow. We have to I mean, we've moved our tickets online. We're, we're changing how we handle comps, reservations. Everything is changing. And and some of it's absolutely terrifying from from every side uh but it's something you got to do but the bottom line is if we're going to strike out we're going to go down swinging we're not going to watch the balls go past us sure absolutely Absolutely. that makes complete sense jinx well (laughs) thank you guys so much for thank you so informative guys uh everybody listening uh please go see shows at at the elite it's going to be a phenomenal season website go uh www.theelite.org Oh, and where are you guys located? 271 South Sorry. <laughs> Victoria Avenue, Oxnard, California, 93035. So, By the water. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's right where uh, Victoria and Channel, Channel Islands. Islands meet. Yep. Uh, there's wonderful little uh, food spots. It's not too far from Yolanda's. So there's, there's food. There's entertainment there. Go see a show. It's absolutely marvelous. There's a wonderful, quaint little historical theater. And the roof no longer leaks. Yes, they hey, have there fixed you go. it. There so, you go. The- <laughs> and you can, if you want to, if you want to step up on our stage, our next open mic night is Thursday, uh, November twenty-first. Uh, it starts at seven thirty. Signups. Show starts at eight. Uh, so please come out. Show us what you I'll got. Be there. Excellent. Yeah. Sweet. Outstanding. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. Uh, we can't wait to see. Uh, what the season brings you guys so follow us here at thank you 30 uh twitter facebook all that stuff thank you 30 pod at gmail.com you know where to find us um let us know uh when you guys are gonna go be at the elite theater and what show of the season yeah main stage or etc stage excites you the most and why is it hedwig <laughs> <laughs> i'm adam Womack, and i'm dave hatfield and we'll see you on stage <laughs>